Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. So today we're bringing up the topic. We are broaching the topic of food, the woo of food. (laughs) So start us off with a disclaimer, Kayleen. Yeah, so... When Jordan and I were talking about getting into this, we were really excited because we both love food and we have a lot of thoughts about food, but we wanted to give a disclaimer because we're not doctors, we're not nutritionists, we're not food experts by any measure. So we're just going to talk about this stuff through our own experiences, our backgrounds, what our current, we're going to like just write this in pencil, like this is our current thoughts on food. We have every idea that we might change our minds on food at some point. But this is where we are, where we've been, what, how we feel about woo and food. Yes. It's so funny because a few weeks ago, Kayleen was like, you know, I'm getting, I'm, this subject kind of like makes me sweaty. Like I feel nervous. And I was like, no, it's fine. It'll be fine. And then as we got closer and closer, I've now also been like, oh my God, what are we doing talking about food? Who am I um, to talk about this subject? Because it really is like a religion to people. People are so diehard about their their dietary choices. And in this day and age, there's so many options. You know, there's a new sort of like craze every week. There's so many avenues, which like I think there's, I've dabbled in many and I feel like mm-hmm. there's merits in, in many of them. So um, I'm pretty much like I'm fairly open-minded. Also, like I eat a Domino's pizza once a week. So there's that, you know, just to throw out like joy (laughs) with joy and love. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, no shade towards anybody um, because I have no room to do that. And no judgment. No judgment. No judgment. And also like, yeah, I think one of the reasons why we get nervous talking about some of these things is because we don't want to say anything that would offend somebody else, but we also don't want to say something that like is wrong. And it's like, when it comes to food, I don't really know if there is a right or wrong. I, that's sort of where I, the opinion I am of now. Yeah. And you know, when we were talking about doing this episode, I think you had brought up a great point to me, or maybe I was talking about feeding Wilder and you were saying, I said something about like, oh, well, we give him this and that. And you were like, but that's not food. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a good point. Like, you know, <laughs> what are we considering food? Because I think you know, in our country, the conversation, and I think part of the difficulty revolves around just, you know, there being so much that's prepackaged that isn't actually food. You know, it, we think it's food. It looks like food. We treat it like food, but it's not, it doesn't have the same merit as say eating like an apple or a banana or a, you know, something that is actually food. Yeah. It's hard because there's all these there's all these things now. Everything is like good and bad, and we want to yeah. categorize everything. And there's like clean eating versus you know like what's the opposite? Dirty eating? Like well, that's, you know <laughs> they say that the sad diet. The oh sad, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, standard yeah. American diet, which that's like such a judgy thing to say in the first place. Although it is the actual like standard American diet, right? Is but the then term, the, the, yeah, but the acronym is like sad. <laughs> I don't know. That's that, that just feels like ugh, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I I also dabble in that diet again, Domino's right. pizza. But um, does it make you sad? Does it doesn't? It See? doesn't. But um, but you know what I'll say is this: like you know, I've been really lately. I've been kind of getting more into like intuitive eating, and there's a book which I'll bleep this out, but it's called the Fuck It Diet, and it's really trying to separate like the idea of like body image from diet and from health. 
and how, you know, we, we associate like this obesity with all of these health conditions when maybe it's, maybe that's more like correlation versus causation. And there's all these sort of underlying things, but the book basically is don't, don't eat to look a certain way. And I think that there's, me too. And there's been a lot of like, I've gleaned a lot from that. That's really great. But, you know, she basically says that if you're eating in this restrictive manner, you're causing your brain to go into that sort of primitive starvation mode. And so Mm -hmm. then you're going to binge or, you know, that's why we have these like crazy cycles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so she's kind of like, well, just eat whatever you want, whenever you want. But I'm also like, there's some things about these foods that I know for me specifically, if I go on these like a fast food bender or something, or if I'm eating like something more junky, I'm going to crave stuff more junky. Like there's definitely like sugar is addictive. I do believe that. So it gets tricky, but I think, you know, veering away from that a little bit into like, I want to keep this more in the positive, you know, talking about like what nourishes us because I, food for me is such an experience. It's, it it is such a joy for me. Like I live to eat like on vacation. I just want to go from one meal to the next. (laughs) That's what I love. And yeah, I mean, I think that I love food, but there's also like a lot of, I love food when I'm loving food. You know, there's a lot of times when I'm eating or I'm preparing food that it's just like the robot in me is just like going through the motions. And then I don't even really appreciate what I'm doing. Right. There's been, I mean, especially since having kids, I don't even remember like what my thoughts were, but my perception of what my thoughts were about food. It seems like I spent a lot more time thinking about food than I do now. And now it's like a lot more operational because I have four people to feed. Oh, so God. it's like, you know, just, <laughs> it's just a lot. But, and I mean, people, and I always think like, well, how do people with bigger families do this? Like, I mean, what are their grocery bills? Mm -hmm. Like, what is their weekly grocery bill? Mm -hmm. It's got to be outrageous. Nathan and I talk about that all the time. We'll see somebody with some crazy cart and we're like, like we spent a lot on the three of us. And that's like with a very strict meal plan. So what do these people do who have to feed like so many kids? And you've got like, yeah, four or six kids. And then also like the preparation and the cleanup and the food waste. That's something that like, I'm not in any stretch, like somebody who is um, good at, managing my food waste at the moment. I'm like just trying to get through the meal, but it's something that I'd like to improve upon. I mean, we were, I just spent some time with my grandparents and we were talking about, they like grew up in the olden days Mm -hmm. on farms and stuff. And just when you were saying like, how do we, what is food? I mean, on travel days, when we're flying with our kids, food is anything we can put in their mouths (laughs) to keep them contained and happy. But um, if if it's a if it's a teething wafer that I'm handing my daughter that dissolves in her mouth, like I'm not sure where the food is in that plastic right. container. I mean, she's eating it, but like, yeah, when my grandparents were talking about, oh, we used to eat apples with worms in it, that was a sign that like the worm, <laughs> the, the worms <laughs> eating it, the apple must be good, and <laughs> just like their perspe- perspective on it is just so interesting. Um, So yeah, I mean, food is just an interesting topic and I think I have changed my opinion on it over the years. I used to be, I was a pretty hardcore vegetarian for five years. That shocks me. Why does it shock you? Because I guess, I think one time you also told me that Adam does most of the cooking, which also Mm -hmm. shocked me because Mm -hmm. Kayleen has this beautiful um, like Instagram feed that you can look at through the hashtag Kayleen'sHole30. Is that right? Um, She's a really good food photographer. She gave me some tips back in the day and she definitely is right. Um, Natural light is key. Uh, but also doing a whole 30 or doing those kind of things, they can tend to be kind of like meat heavy or, you know, have be a lot of protein. So it's interesting to 
to know that you were a vegetarian for so long. Yeah, well, I was. And I was I watched Food Inc. the mm-hmm. documentary mm-hmm. and I like couldn't eat meat after it was like an it was a switch. Like I just couldn't do it. And I also didn't cook back then. So I was like the pizza and bread and bagels yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, like yeah, pasta. Yeah. Like that's just that's what I ate. And so it wasn't necessarily like a healthy choice for me. It didn't make me feel great, but my mental decision of like feeling bad for the animals and right. like industrialization of food and all that, like I felt better about that. Yeah. I, I, I grapple with that sometimes. I, um, anytime I've kind of dabbled in the vegetarian lifestyle, like I, you know, I think number one, it's always best not to do probably a quick switch, which I'm always trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, feeling I get through like a little bit of time and then I start to feel sort of lethargic, like sort of like I'm lacking in something. And then I just kind of get over it basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh, onto the next. This well, is, you like work. to switch things up kind of in a lot of areas of your life. Yes. So you're, right. you're probably like, if we looked at like the Ayurveda medicine, like what are, do you know anything about uh, Ayurveda yeah. and food? So a little bit, like I know that I typically, I, I feel like I'm like a Vata energy for the mm-hmm. most part. I'm probably mm-hmm. a mix of two, but I haven't I don't quite know. I don't which. know enough about it. We're not uh, yeah. that woo, I guess. We're not that woo. <laughs> we are not woo experts. We are not Ayurveda experts. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. sure. <laughs> um, but I've dabbled in it. I've done some of the eating for your type. Um, yeah. When I've like taken a, you know, you can take like an online quiz to find out uh, your dosha, which is basically there's three different ones and each of them. Kapha, have, Pitta, and Vada. Yes. Mm, Ooh, look I at you. You do, do know. <laughs> and so like your Kapha is Kapha, the earth energy. Pitta is your fire. And then Vata is your air. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of eat things to combat those doshas um, when they're out of balance. So for like, like my energy is like a vata, which I love like crackers and crunchy things. And it's like, no, you can't have any of this. You need more like soft grounding, warm foods, which mm-hmm. I do find I do better in general with cooked meals. Um, oh, yeah. I could never be probably uh, somebody who- The raw food couldn't do Couldn't do the raw food diet. <laughs> like I, it just, my poor stomach, you know, I've subscribed to different things over the years. I think- Ones that I've really gotten on well with have been sort of like the gut healing diet. Um, What's that? That's Dr. Axe. And so he's sort of like this, he's a doctor of functional medicine. Um, He is from Nashville. He's actually this like really hot doctor from Nashville. Um, No complaints there. Yeah, no complaints there. He's, um, he has like a YouTube channel and he's done other shows and stuff. And then he's also written a couple of books and then he's been a guest on like a billion podcasts. And he's sort of the person who's really pioneered the whole, um, gut bacteria, microbiome, like eat, like really driven home the probiotic trend. So do you take probiotics? I do take probiotics. Do you like the ones you take? Yes, I do like the ones I take. Yeah. yeah. Do you take probiotics? I mean, I go back and forth. I'm actually in a no probiotic phase right Mm -hmm. now, most because I'm like, what's the word? I just can't like figure out what, what I want next. Like which one I, I don't know. I, there's ones on, I've seen on Instagram seed. Have you seen those? Mm -mm, No. There's like some influencers out there that are like saying that they take seed and I think it's like individualized to you or whatever. And so I'm very intrigued by that. But there's just, I think that they're good for you. I just don't know like where to start. Sometimes I get like confused. I've I've tried a bunch of different kinds. I've had some that work better than others. Ironically, half the time, the ones that people really tell you um, they love, like the ones that are top rated, I haven't had the best of luck mm, with. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's because they're too strong for me and my gut is too unhealthy. I have no idea. Like, yeah. I don't know the actual science there, but right. I, I do know that like for me, they've worked better with like my digestion and, yeah. you know, I also am a supplement queen. 
if you go in my bathroom, you open my cabinet, I probably have more supplements than skincare, which is wild. Because, really? Oh, yeah. I like, didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. I love supplements. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I also love, there's this show on Netflix, which is kind of irrelevant, but um, I don't know what made me think of this, but it's like Tim Caulfield. Have you ever heard of him? No. He like writes books basically like again, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like literally oh. his book is something about like, I don't believe in anything Gwyneth Paltrow does. Like he's a, he's a, he's a professor in Canada and he's essentially like a science professor in Canada. And so he does all this stuff like against pseudoscience, which is so oh. interesting. But it's his show is actually him partaking in all of the woo things. Oh. Every woo thing a person could do. Fun. And sort of like debunking them. But a lot of times he doesn't really, to me, debunk them. I'm like, oh yeah. Like he's like, I felt amazing after Reiki. And like, I'm like, yeah, because it works. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it's just really interesting watching him, but, um, he did a whole episode about supplements and mm -hmm. it, it, he brings different voices in, you know, people who support it and people who don't. Okay. Um, although it definitely has the skew of not supporting it. Um, but even after that, I was like, oh no, it just gave me some more ideas for more supplements that I want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. That's um, so I'm definitely a supplement queen, but I've, I've dabbled in kind of the gut healing diet. That's really worked. I've done the tone it up nutrition plan in the past, which is if you look at these girls, they're these two beautiful girls who are like beach babes from California. Mm -hmm. And um, I think in the past, maybe they were focused on like before and afters and sort of like here's your fitness goals, but they've really kind of done a rebrand. But I will say their nutrition plan they have different ones for different options and dietary restrictions. They have a gluten-free, a pescatarian, a vegetarian, and a regular. Mm -hmm. And I will say it is a phenomenal nutrition plan because mm -hmm. it has you eating all the time. It's based, I don't know who they got to do it because yeah. I'm, I'm, they're not scientists or doctors or nutritionists, right. but whoever did it was great. And they come out with new meal plans every season for different, mm -hmm. you know, times of year. And when I've done that, I really credit that with like, in some ways, getting me pregnant. Really? Wh mm -hmm. And which now, I mean, accidentally getting me pregnant, that was a, well, that's another episode. <laughs> um, but, um, and they the don't get all the credit. Uh, no, they don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they got me pregnant. <laughs> um, that's a different disclaimer. No, but sort of like now I'm doing this, um, I've been getting into, I'm sort of doing the cycle seeking, cycle sinking okay. uh, method, which is Alyssa Vitti. I'm doing mm -hmm. her version of it. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I think now there's other people doing it too which basically has to do with uh, looking at the different phases of your female cycle, monthly mm -hmm. cycle, and eating and then working out for each phase of the week or, yeah. you know, every few weeks of or 10 cycle. days of your yeah. cycle. Yes, thank you. And so I've just started that, but I'm seeing a lot of similarities in that I see that the you could probably do the tone it up plan and have the same results because I'm seeing mm -hmm. a lot of the same foods like fermented foods during certain times. And, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot about stabilizing your blood sugar, which I'm one who mm. I naturally like want to fast, but it's not good for me. It's, yeah. um, it sort of spikes your insulin levels and like, then you feel all this ickiness. And yeah. so I'm noticing that eating like first thing in the morning, even though I don't feel like it is better for me. Right. So trying to do things more like that, but also just being like less vigilant, less strict, like yeah. and living by that 80, 20, um, which she also recommends. Mm -hmm. And I totally appreciate because like, I don't want to live in a world without pizza. Right. Do you, when you, okay. So you said you've gotten more into intuitive eating. So one of the things with me and food that I run into constantly, but I feel like it's a journey and I feel like I might learn it at some point is it's always in hindsight. Like I will like do something or eat something for a day or a meal or a week. And then I'll be like, oh, I, I wish I had done this instead. Like 
for a while now, after every meal out, I've, I've looked at Adam and I said, you know, I think I would have liked that better without the chicken or without Mm -hmm. the whatever, like I've been wanting to eat when I eat out, I've been wanting to eat vegetarian, but I only remember it after I've had the meal. Mm -hmm. Does that happen to you with intuitive eating or do you feel like it's helping you get there before you eat? I struggle with the intuitive eating because if I'm honest, like I was raised on a, I was raised on a like junk food diet in a lot Mm. of ways. Um, You know, like we grew up in the, like I grew up in South Mississippi, which is like number one for like childhood obesity. And not that I was an obese child, but I definitely grew up eating like Hot Pockets and Bagel Bites, like Mm -hmm. for meals. Oh, I love a bagel bite. Oh God, I love a bagel bite. That's my sick food. If I have a fever, I want a bagel bite. Girl, we are friends (laughs) because my friends tease me because I will put basil on the bagel bites and they're like basil bites. And I'm like, it is. <laughs> oh my I put God. crushed red pepper on mine. <laughs> oh, that's a good I'm addition as well. Yeah. Um, love a bagel bite. But <laughs> also if, if I'm really listening to myself sometimes, like, because I do feel that that food kind of like, once you start that path, it's hard to get off of it. So for me, it's like, yeah, if I like, what is my intuition telling me if it's telling me to eat bagel bites 24 seven? And in these kind of books, like the, both the intuitive eating as well as the it diet, like she's basically, they're basically saying you won't always want to eat this. Eventually right. you're going to come back that's around and be I like, I need say. a salad. I need yeah. something else. But I think that's what you're talking about. That hindsight feeling of like, yeah, I feel like garbage mm-hmm. because I've been putting garbage in my body mm-hmm. for X amount of time. Please give me some nutrients. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. I mean, we talked a little bit about the just going more with your cycle and how our cycle is a 28 day cycle or however many days versus like a 24 hour cycle. And I've been thinking about that with food, even just not over the course of a day or a week, but like over a month, if you go on vacation, sometimes you, you tend to just like the rule, all rules are off. Which first of all, like I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, why do I even have rules? Like, right. What are the, what is the point of all of this? Like striving and efforting. Like I'm probably not a hundred percent in how I feel about my body, but I'm at a point where I'm like, nutritionally, I feel like I'm not putting that much effort towards it. And I'm in a pretty okay spot. But I feel like you eat naturally a lot of whole foods. But I don't know if that's like, that's over years and years of adjusting my diet. That isn't necessarily. And that's why I think in some ways for someone like me who, Mm -hmm. who like, twice my car has died in a McDonald's parking lot. Like two times, Nathan has had to come jump my car in different McDonald's parking lots. Like, what does that say about me? You know, and, but what I'm saying... But wait, I have a question for you. What do you think that's like, you're, you're saying it sort of negatively, but then you're also saying like, well, I'm secretly eating it too. These were both times where I had not told, you know, it was like, Oh, I'm going to get like a, and Nathan's like, what are you doing here? Like, we're about to have dinner. And I'm like, Oh, I just needed some fries. Like, you know, so there is some level of like, Hmm. there is some level of, I I feel like I have some, yeah, I do think there's some levels of like shame around those kinds of things, you know, and I'm not, I'm not so sure there should be, you know, but I, I think for me, it's like the habit can get out of control pretty quickly like with the junk food because I'd like that is how like if I ate how I was raised now I would be like morbidly obese like because my metabolism's changed I don't have the mm-hmm. you know I don't have the same metabolism I don't have the same body I don't yeah. have the same but also I I crave I also love nutritious food so it's kind of an odd thing because it's like I wasn't raised eating that much I was like raised by somebody who's rather picky so it's sort of like mm-hmm. you aren't exposed to that much food but I'm not a picky eater I mm-hmm. do I love nutritious food 
So trying to get out of that, you know, but I have to kind of, I do have to sort of meal plan and prep and have things at the ready because it's the convenience aspect that right. gets me, yeah. you know, and, and, and probably like some of the nostalgia and like, of the, course, oh, yeah. yeah, it definitely triggers like a part of my brain that is like the child joy. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can, now you have the freedom to just drive yourself there. Oh yeah. So you can do it. Well, to pivot a little bit from McDonald's parking lot <laughs> breakdowns. Do you consider yourself a foodie? A thousand percent. I I literally, <laughs> Nathan laughs because he's like, I've never met somebody who loves food as much as you do. How do you define foodie? Because like, I feel like they're like, I have had circumstances where like, I don't know, in-laws or somebody has like asked me if I'm a foodie and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I like watching Top Chef on Bravo a lot. I mean, and we like eating it. I nice feel like you're kind of a foodie. I because, think I am. Yeah, you are a foodie. I, I but think, what do you, de- how do you define that? I mean, like the opposite of foodie would be somebody like my mom who like, likes like five, like you can count the number yeah. of things she likes on okay. five fingers. But I mean, that's, yeah. there's also like a middle ground where people just aren't that interested in food. Like Nathan loves to go to a restaurant. He loves to, um, you know, eat a fine meal and discuss the meal and kind of talk about like what flavors were tasting, you know, so he, I guess he like can be a foodie, but I, the other night we didn't have anything in our fridge that I wanted to eat, but mm-hmm. even though we had stuff we needed to get through mm-hmm. and sort of like alluding to that food waste thing, like yeah. he's the garbage disposal. He wants to clean out the fridge before we go to get more groceries. And, and I, by clean out, you mean he wants to eat it all. Like he wants to finish what we have. Yeah. And it does, yeah. it, if it doesn't interest me or if I can't, I'm the one who really cooks everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I can't make something, you know, but I also like what you were talking about, feeling the routine of cooking. I feel a little bit that way cooking for Wilder. But when I cook for Nathan and I, I love it. It's like my favorite meditation. It's mm-hmm. my favorite alone time. Like, at, you know, I, I get so excited to do it every day. Like yeah. even when I work late, I'm like, oh, but please, I hope I get home in time to cook yeah. because I it's something I thoroughly enjoy. So I guess like I love the act of creating it. I love the act of eating it. So I guess like, yes, I would definitely consider myself a foodie because mm-hmm. I think about food but in that way, that can be unhealthy too. Like, but see, I think what the I'm getting a lot of joy from you in that, like, and a yes. lot less, um, like hidden shame when you're talking about like your your pizza and your, oh yeah, like you when you talk about like that part of food, it does feel like really just like calm and happy and joyful and and nourishing. The word that you said earlier, yes. like that seems like you, I think just like over time, if you just lean more towards that. And that's what I'm, and that's what I'm doing, but it helps for me to have some guidelines. Like I like to have like recipes. So when I'm following something, Mm -hmm. you know, and that can be, I've done, you know, whole thirties or paleo where I've done, but also like, I love bread. Bread is life. Like I go through phases where I'm like, bread is dead. Like (laughs) makes me feel sick. And then I'm like, bread is life. Like who could live without bread? So (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have had, I've had like really strict restrictions on myself um, that I, I've never had like a dietary reason celiac or like, you know, right. or, or like a major allergy or something, but I have given myself really strict guidelines in the past. And then I've also kind of like ebbed and flowed or been like a total, just like whatever I eat, you know, but in like the last few months, I've been trying this thing where I don't always, rem- again, like I think for me in food, one of the biggest things is just like remembering that I'm eating. I, sometimes I get through like a whole meal and I'm like, Oh, I just ate dinner. Like, and then I didn't taste anything or like experience it. And then I want to eat more because I feel like I lost out on it. Yeah. But I've been thinking about more 
what are the thoughts that I'm feeding myself while I'm eating versus just what am I feeding? What am I eating? So like, I feel like if I eat a piece of bread with like a lot of guilt and secrecy and shame, then what am I feeding myself? Or like, what if I, what if I'm eating it with just like, oh, this is so delicious and really chewing it and appreciating it, then I don't need or want more. I, I actually, I worked with a girl, Rhonda, who, um, she worked with me a couple of years ago and Rhonda is this like beautiful looks 25 years younger than she is just absolutely stunning. So svelte, like, you know, just good vibes, like wears the coolest clothes, mm-hmm. just her energy is like contagious. And she, at one point I said something like, how do you keep your figure girl? Like you, you look amazing. And she was like, Oh, you know, honestly, I eat whatever I want. I just talk to the food before I eat it. And oh. I, and I say like, you know, oh, donut, you're going to bring me such joy today and I'm going to enjoy you and we're going to feel great together. You know, she gave me this whole, and I, I kind of was like, uh-huh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'm going to go back to doing my hardcore, <laughs> whatever. But now, you know, especially having kids and, you know, yeah, I don't want to raise like my child to have shame around food or feel a certain way about food. And I've really gotten, even though I'm like chiding myself and about bagel, but like, actually, I do, you know, I've gotten to the point where I don't have a lot of shame around it. Like mm-hmm. I say, okay, I'm going to eat. I know I need pizza once a week. Like, I mean, you know, maybe that's a lot for most people, <laughs> but like truly it's my, I'm that person that people buy like pizza gear for. I'm like, please don't also just disclaimer to the world. Like I love pizza. I know, you know, I love pizza, but like, I don't want to wear pizza. No more pig- pizza pajama pants. Yeah. Here's <laughs> like, <I'm- laughs> yeah. your pizza slippers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's also like, it's not, oh, I must really be putting that out there because people <laughs> really recognize this You're about me. Now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow. But you know, uh, that for me, that's something that like, it makes me feel good. I love a pizza night. Like I get such joy from that, you mm-hmm. know, and it can be a cauliflower crust. It can be, a, you know, just dominoes, but I I don't have shame in that. I think it's a matter of like, I think 80% of the time though, you still need to be nourishing your body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it has to be that 80-20. Mm-hmm. And if my 20% is my pizza night, then that's fine. You know, yeah. and there's there should be no shame in that. I think when it's sort of like when it's 80% pizza and 20%. That doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, that doesn't make me feel, it doesn't make me feel great. Right. So. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, these bodies are like they do a lot for us. And I think one of the things we get to choose is we're fortunate enough that we get to choose what we eat. And so sometimes when I'm on autopilot and I like wake up and realize like, oh, I just finished my meal and I don't even, I didn't even taste it. I also feel like guilty and bad about that. I also sometimes think about how much effort and energy went into preparing food, not even just like me picking things out at the grocery store and then me cooking it or Adam cooking it, but like all of the thousands of steps that it took to go from nature or a factory on a truck, all of the people that have touched it. Like if you think about that ch- food chain, sometimes I think about it and I don't, it's kind of mind blowing. It, You're kind like, of blowing it's my too mind. much to yeah. wrap your brain around. I mean, it really is. And so sometimes when I think about that and then when I do cook and think about like, okay, well now I'm preparing this food so that we can eat it. And you just think about how much time went into that. And then right. you eat, you finish your meal in 15 minutes. It's like, whoops. Like that's where I start to feel like, man. So I think that's one of the reasons why I like eating out so much is mm-hmm. because one, like there's this designated time to like sit down. Usually I'm not on my phone or watching a show. Like I'm just having a Do conversation. Do you and Adam have dinner time together? Like, no, we okay. eat with the kids now. Okay. We have breakfast with the kids and then we have dinner with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it definitely like changes things. Yeah. It's just like, 
trying to drink from a fire hose because it's just like so many uh, and our kids I'm are totally huge eaters. So that's the other thing. Like I know that some families have like the picky eating problem, which is a real right. problem also. But the problem that we face is like our kids just constantly want more and more and more food. Yeah, <laughs> so we it's like, I didn't even get to eat that. Like they ate all the food off my plate. And then like I eat chips and salsa afterwards. We still cook separately, but that's, it's like a big fear of mine. I, I know we're, we're like really pushing it with that bedtime. Yeah. We're totally like, oh, go to bed, you know? And it's like, he really is rolling around in the bed for like half an hour talking mm-hmm. to himself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's just his downtime. But really it's so that I can start like the meal preparation for the two of us yeah. and we eat sort of a late, that's why a late dinner. Still. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really holding on to that, even yeah. though it's soon coming to a close. You get to choose. And I mean, the thing is that eventually like family meal is a really nice thing. That's the idea is that right. like, we're training them to be able so that we can all sit down together. And occasionally we get to catch up on what happened that day. And most of the time we're just like trying to shove food into the baby's mouth. Right. But I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's getting more fun and there we can take them out to eat now is like really nice. The, <laughs> the biggest issue right now is like once the food comes out from a kitchen, it's like piping hot. Oh, so yep. the kids are like begging for food and I'm like blowing on it and waiting. Oh, he'll blow it on it. It's so yes. cute. It's so sweet. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, you're like missing the plate, but it's yeah. like, he's trying, you know, he wants those French fries. But see how early they're learning like yeah. our little food rituals and the things. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to like sharing food and I, I'm excited. I hope that one of my kids is interested in cooking. That's something that yeah. like is, I think a really fun, cool thing, taking it's a really creative expression. A lot of times it can be of taking something from your refrigerator or your pantry and like creating a meal out yes. of it. It's really fun. And so when you were talking about it being a meditation and stuff, I mean, I've sort of gotten away from that. I have taken over most of the cooking. Adam sort of cooks a lot during the first year of a baby's life in our house. Like he takes on a lot of that and then I'm caring for the kids, mm-hmm. but he hits a wall where he's like, I don't want to cook anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I take back over. So that's sort of where I am now. And it's like a learning curve, getting back up to speed in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I like don't know what I'm doing and I make huge messes and it's just like a disaster. But I'm like, yeah. Nathan, Nathan is so funny because he doesn't really cook that much. But then every once in a while, like a few weeks ago, I was just like burnout at work and I was like, I'm done. You need to cook. Like this is your turn. And he's like, well, you love to cook. I'm like, no, I don't want to cook. I'm done. And so he, he ends up like Googling. I, I think he Googled literally best side dishes. Okay. Oh, Good. Oh, no. They were the best side dishes. Like literally he made the best side dishes we've ever had. They're now like staple recipes for us. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I will spend so much time scouring the internet, reading reviews, like finding recipes that I want to cook for the week that I think are going to be good. And, you know, I would say it's like, it's like 60, 40 hit or miss, you know, really. I mean, cause mm-hmm. I, tr- I try a lot of new stuff, you know, sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're just okay. You know, he goes and makes these recipes on the first result from the Google search. And sure enough, like 10 out of 10 are great. So anyway, if you want to know like some good recipes, there's look up good side dishes or best side. (laughs) Well, what are some of the places that you like to get inspiration for food, like in your everyday life? I mean, a lot of times it depends what kind of like a hard one. What about you? Well, I, I mean, the recipes that I go to over and over again are from the defined dish. Mm -hmm. I think I, yeah, you and I are both big fans of hers. I mean, there's like, um, a, like a lemon basil chicken dish that I have made. I don't know, probably like a hundred times. I mean, we eat it all the time. We rotate meals pretty frequently, but I, I like having the comfort of a familiar recipe, Same, but I also don't love like eating the same thing over and over again. 
So it's kind of like a mix of the two. I like Instagram for finding good food inspiration. I just started doing that because now they have that sort of Pinterest feature. Mm -hmm. And it's like I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I I keep saving things. And then I looked the other day and I'm like, oh, these are my exact same Pinterest categories. And I have quite a few things saved. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm just going to start looking on here. Well, because for me, sometimes I need to know... I. Somebody needs to create this blog or maybe it already exists. Tell us if you know about it. But what I need is like somebody to give me meal formulas. Mm. I don't want recipes all the time, but I want somebody to be like, this is your main, this is your sides and just like not have a recipe, but like eat some kale with some roasted carrots and a grilled piece of chicken. Like, so probably one of my favorite, actually probably one of my favorite people in general, just to watch on YouTube on, um, I've been watching her for years and her name is Sarah's day and she's a fitness and food nutrition, you know, YouTuber. And she's super cute. She just had a baby, um, with her, like her boyfriend, Kurt, they have a food podcast. It's called the health code. But she actually, I believe, is coming out with a cookbook. And one thing that I saw that was so interesting that kind of speaks to what you're talking about is she was saying what she really prefers to do is makes, she makes like, she'll chop up sweet potatoes and roast them. And then mm-hmm. she'll do like a chicken and then she'll do like some, I don't know, barramundi or something. And then she'll do, you know, all sorts of different veggies. And then she puts them in different containers in the fridge. And then when the time comes, she creates herself like nourish bowls mm-hmm. um, based on different things. But that's how she preps. And yeah. so I've kind of been trying to take that task on, although I haven't really done it yet, but I'm like, what a great idea. Cause then I feel like you would use a lot more of the food, like less wasteful as well, because you could scurry this into this recipe. So yeah. And have like different, like Mm -hmm. different spices and different sauces and then have the same things, but you're like changing it up. Well, that's sort of similar to the cookbook that I've been working through. It's called cook eat or cook once eat all week. And so what you do is it has, um, it has like 26 weeks in it, I think. And you have three recipes per week, but you do all of the prep in one sesh. And then, so you're like prepping for like a few hours. And then the night of the recipe, you only have to cook for like 15, 20 minutes. It's like putting things together. It's really meat heavy, which is like a little bit too much. Like I'm already cutting back the pounds, like she'll say four pounds and I'll do three. And still it's like, and then you're also eating like ground beef the whole week. Right. Which for me, I'm like, I need to like switch it up a little bit, but the general idea and the practice of like prepping on a Sunday and then having easy meals throughout the week to pull from, it's been really good for getting me back on track. Or I could imagine like if you were wanting to meal prep, but didn't know how to, I think it'd be a really great resource because you can kind of go through and be like, okay, well now I understand like taco night, one night, spaghetti, one night, whatever. And then you, you can just adapt it along the way. And that's the thing I think when I was learning how to cook, when I was a vegetarian, do you remember whole living magazine? Yeah, it was my favorite. Martha Stewart, I think took it over. Maybe I could be wrong, but whole living magazine came out with what was sort of like a whole 30. It was a January whole food challenge. And I became obsessed with it. Adam actually gave me, it was, he gave me a knife, like a chef's knife as a gift, which was, I felt like a super creepy gift. I was like, you're giving me a knife. This is like a weapon, but it turned out to be the best thing because I use that chef's knife every day. And I really learned how to cook. And I feel like having some sort of like guideline or framework or something like walking you through, if you're very new to food or meal prep can be like, so, or coming back to it from like a long break, it can be really helped to have, it can be really helpful to have some guidance. I find that if I don't, you know, it's, it's all in the preparation in Mm -hmm. the planning, Mm -hmm. because it's like, if I go to the grocery store without a list, if I go, do you you ever do that? anymore, okay. but I used to, yeah. you know, or every once in a while I'll just be so burnt out and it'll be like, I've just gotten off work and we have to go to the grocery. We don't have a choice. And Nathan's like, put together a list. And I'm like, I really don't want to. It's always a mistake because we come home without 
the stuff we need. We barely can get to Wednesday night without having gotten through somehow every grocery. <laughs> it's like, what if we even do? Where have we even, I don't know. So I try not to do that anymore, but I could understand if somebody doesn't like cooking or enjoy it oh, yeah. or, you know, the stress of that, like, you know, oh, I don't know how. It's like a big thing to take on. It is. Even just like spices and stuff, because it takes years really to build up a full Unless you go out and get every single thing at yeah. once. Like, I mean, I have some strange things in my pantry that like I use, like, mm-hmm. you know, that you wouldn't necessarily have if you weren't coconut aminos. Oh yeah. I've got like three, literally three jars of coconut <laughs> aminos right now. That was an accident, but I do. nutritional yeast. Yeah. That's in there. That's good. Like, but I have like fish sauce and like Chinese five spice. Cause I yeah. make a lot of like arrowroot yeah. powder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's in there. <laughs> These are things I use all the time, but are also like, I used to see them in a recipe and be like, I'm not going to buy that just for that one recipe. Right. Like there's that hurdle to overcome also. Do you ever now cook with no recipe? I don't always consider that cooking. I'm more like, yes, I do. And I call it throwing something together. But there's, an, I haven't really had a circumstance lately where I've prepared an entire dinner, but like I make stuff for myself all the time right. where I'm like, I don't actually meal plan my lunches. Mm-hmm. Like I either eat leftovers or I just like put stuff together. Yeah. That's what I call it is just putting stuff together. But yeah, I do cook without a recipe. I'm more comfortable with a recipe and then I just kind of use it as an outline. I don't necessarily follow it. I mean, I'm not a baker. I know you got to follow that stuff with science. I'm not either. But cooking wise, I just, things usually turn out okay if I like don't always measure and just kind of go with it. That's what I do. Maybe I'm an intuitive cook. I think most cooks are intuitive. Like I had... um, I had here a couple, they were my first friends in Austin and they've since moved. They now live in San Francisco, but one is a chef and one is a baker. And it was fascinating because they could not be more different. Like Mm -hmm. even the times they go into work, like, you know, he's going in at like, you know, noon when she's leaving for the day. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, she's like, everything is so scientific with her, like super measured, super like there's no room for error with yeah. baking. There really isn't. No. And, you know, the opposite for him where it's like, there is no recipe. You know, he's like, I'm going to add this and maybe I'm going to do this. It's like so experimental. So yeah. I think there, and it's like painting. It is. I think there is a lot of intuition in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I what's know. your, what's your favorite thing about food? Ooh, <laughs> I like the communion of it. Like yeah. I, I really enjoy it when somebody else is enjoying it with me. I think mm-hmm. that's my like that's my favorite time, like what you're talking about on going on like a good date, you know, mm-hmm. and going out and like y'all getting that time together. You know, I enjoy it as like Nathan and I are both very like, we need to sit down. This is our time. You know, we don't really like ever stand and eat or not have meals together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's like a really important thing to me is like the communion of it. So I think that's my favorite thing. Um, I find it really difficult to be around people who like don't love food as much as much as I do. Like it's like I could I can't vacation with you. I mean, you. there's a lot of people that don't aren't into it. No. Oh gosh. Yeah. Half they my probably family. haven't gotten all the way through this podcast. No, no. Oh, they've they're gone. <laughs> they are not here. Skip episode. But you know, I think I think that's a struggle is like, you know, if people don't enjoy food and you're out to eat with them or something like that, like I think that that can be a little bit tricky, basically. Totally. Okay. One other question for you is what is your like last meal? If you were going to have a last meal and you got to pick it, what would you I'm like, is it pizza? I mean, I guess it would have to be. I don't know. Okay. If you have to eat the same thing every day for the rest of your life, what is it? Is it also pizza? <laughs> is this, this is why, why people buy me pizza? Yes, this is why you have a pizza sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe those or maybe I also love a good like, uh, it's definitely some kind of home cooking. Like I love like a good mac and cheese. Mm. I love... um 
I love good like fried chicken. I don't know. I love um no, oh, what's yours? What's my last meal? Yeah. Probably a filet and mashed potatoes and like I hate cooked spinach. So but something green, maybe asparagus. Mm. That sounds really good. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. You could also do a fish and I'd probably be happy with it. And then if I have to eat the same thing every day for the rest of my life, definitely, absolutely chips and salsa. Actually, you know what? I changed mine for the everyday. It's going to be the Cobb salad from Picnic in Austin, Texas. I You eat that once a week. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I'm like, don't say that too loud. I don't want to hear that I like go by myself. What? It's but, totally fine. Oh, if, um, love if it. Picnic wants to sponsor us, we are drinking their bone uh, broth right yeah. now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. That would be mine. Do you have any other kind of resources that you've like really enjoyed or would want to kind of touch on? There's a book I read a long time ago, which I feel like I don't actually own it anymore because I probably gave it away or something at some point, but it's called Women, Food, and God. And I went back through and read the Amazon reviews recently and I was like, hmm, I don't know if I would actually recommend this. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I think honestly, like when I read it, Amazon reviews were probably a lot less popular anyway. But the thing that I took away from that was the experience of eating can be a spiritual experience and it can be something where you are communing with your body and the and nature and the other people that are part of this food chain that we rely upon. And also um, one of the big takeaways from that book was just like chewing your food mm-hmm. and experience and slowing down and the mindfulness of it. So I really liked that book. And then the other book that really changed me. It made me slightly obsessed with Whole30 was It Starts With Food, which Mm -hmm. was their original book, I think. And um, the thing that you said earlier about like when I start to eat something that I would maybe label as junk food um, with air quotes, I want to eat more and more and more of that. They say in the book that part of that is because your body is craving nutrient from whatever you're eating. And so it takes more of that less nutrient dense food to for your body to gain access. So like Cheetos yeah. or asparagus, they're going to have different nutrient levels. And so you need to eat more Cheetos for your body to like check, check the boxes of new. Yes, I've got How my many nutrients Cheetos. Right. How many Cheetos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like maybe you need a whole bag yeah. to get as much nourishment as you do from like some, you know, grilled salmon right. and broccoli. Right. Um, so some of the the parts of that book, like really just like clicked in my brain. And, and th- that book was the one that made me start thinking about like, is beca- just because I'm eating, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's food, which I think is fine to, to experience life. Like I think our bodies are like really resilient and capable of handling whatever we put into this paper shredder of a body. Like it can shred yeah. that paper. It just might take a little while and it might not feel great. Um, if you're like healthy and okay, I think you can handle it. But it's like giving that it was the book that made me think like that I could make healthy choices that would make my body feel better. Mm -hmm. And so I'm now, but I like swung maybe a little bit too hardcore on the pendulum. And I think that's like part of my food journey has just been like swinging from one direction to another. I feel like that's just the food journey, man. I I think some people, yeah, I think some people that's their experience. I think we've been similar in that way. I think, I think anytime you're like really putting a focus on or shedding a light on something, you know, I think, you know, and I'm really glad we've kept this conversation where we did, because I think I feared a lot about like making it too much about like how you feel physically in your body, yeah. like versus like the health of your body, you mm-hmm. know, cause I think they're two different things mm-hmm. and we're doing a body image, you know, coming up soon. Yeah. Our body, our woo and not just body image, but just bodies body. like, whoa, the yeah. body. Um, <laughs> 
but that's coming up, but that's going to be something kind of separate. And the two books that I really have enjoyed and have really kind of stood out to me because I've read a ton of food books. Um, I heard The Food Therapist, which is Break Bad Habits, Eat with Intention and Indulge Without Worry. And that one is Shira Lenchewski. I think that's how you say her last name. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other one that I loved is actually one I read recently. It came out this year. Um, and she's local to Austin. Her name is Carly, Carly Pollock, and it's called Feed Your Soul. And both, I think, touch on the same thing, which is sort of separating the conversation from body image to, you know, being aligned with like health goals and, but also being less hard on yourself and not, not judging yourself and not, it's interesting that you brought up like the shame subject, you know, just in regards to how I was referring to myself with food, just in this previous conversation. And I'm glad you pointed it out to me because I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that. I'd like to you know, it's okay. It is okay. Yeah. And you're not like that with other people. That's the other thing. Oh, we're oh, always harder like, on yeah, ourselves. Obviously, yeah. like we're just always kind of not treating ourselves the way that we would treat a best friend or our child or our family. So, or a stranger for that matter. Right. So yeah, I mean, eat your McDonald's, eat your Domino's <laughs> pizza and enjoy your picnic cob salad. Oh God. I may have to get it like today. Okay. All right. Well, I think that wraps this one up. So we'll see y'all next time. Thanks friends. Thank you friends for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's, that's pretty, pretty woo. woo.